Welcome to the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast, a movement dedicated to inspiring teens of following their dreams of becoming an entrepreneur and a leader in their community. With your host, Naomi Nye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teen Rockstar Entrepreneur Podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me, Larnie Mulvey. Hey, Larnie, how are you today? I am great. How are you? Thank you for having me on today. Oh, no, I'm so excited to have you. I love your story. It's all about women empowerment and entrepreneurship. So I'm excited that we could have this conversation. And I think we should start off right where we were before we started recording. So let's go from March, April, May of last year. Let's take it from there. All right. So I lost um, my job in March and I was let go, which was fine because I was already mentally checked out from that job anyway. So applying for jobs, I had a job lined up right there in April, you know, like ready to go. And they call me a few days before I started to tell me that when since COVID started, they pulled some of the contracts and I didn't have a contract to work. So I said, okay, all right, that's fine. I'll just keep applying, keep applying. Had a job lined up in June. They called me the Friday before I was supposed to start on that Monday and told me it was the same thing. You know, with COVID, the factories are um, pulling their contracts and I'm an athletic trainer by education. So I was doing ergonomics. I'd work in like factories or utilities or something like that. And they pulled my contract and then shifted somebody else who already worked for the company into my contract. And so boom, second opportunity for employment out the window. So I took that as a sign from God, from the heavens, from the universe that's like, you know, telling me, hey, Larnie, it's time for you to do what you were meant to do. And that is to take your message of making sure that women know how strong they are and get them out in the world. Because for me, I grew up being the Asian in America where... We're not supposed to be ruffling any feathers. We don't say anything. Um, we just stay meek and quiet. And and that that really affected me as a person growing up. It's like I didn't ask for what I wanted. I didn't go after what I was supposed to be because I was living um, my parent, you know, my culture's expectations. And I, did, I was the rebel. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. So it took, it took a lot. I mean, I'm going to be 45 this year. You know, it took a lot of reflecting and a lot of understanding, a lot of like depression and anger and resentment towards my family and like culture. I'm like, Oh, I hate this. You know, like I I had to go through all that to figure out who I was. How did you deal with all those emotions? And when did you get to the point that you even realized it? Because there's a point when we're feeling all of that, that we don't even understand. And that's what I want young kids to understand that we all go through this. We all go through that anger. But what we have to do is sit down and say, okay, what's going on? How were you able to do that? And how was that? Oh, well, you know, I grew up in Chicago here. When I moved to the States when I was five, the first thing that was conditioned to me in my brain was you're an American now, you speak English. So that's something, all of a sudden it was like, okay, English, English only. And wearing shoes was something I had to like get used to. But 
as I got older and growing up in America, I was like, it's like when you first start seeing things on television and you start noticing like, hey, why am I not like that person? Why is my family not like that? You know, and it's all this, this visual programming of like, you should be this because you see it. But really, what is it inside of you deep down that you want? So I grew up like not having like a strong like female figure. I didn't have strong male figures. I mean, I had my parents and I loved them to death, but it was like in my mind, I knew I was like, I needed another level. Yes. And that reflection started probably in like 15, 16, where my, my teenage angst was like pulling me in all these directions. And um, the not knowing made me angry and it made me depressed and I you know like I tried to kill myself twice in high school and it didn't work I used to cut myself in high school I grew out of that phase but it was still in my mind now can I ask you because that's a very big thing that is happening right now among teens cutting obviously you did it because it it gave you a release right it made you feel better at that moment Mm -hmm. at that and it was only a split second Exactly. And how would you feel afterwards? It made me feel more angry. It like released that tension because I was like, ah, I would cut my arms. I like have cuts up and down my arms. And after I would see the scratches and the scrapes on my arm, it was, it was up to me to know there's more to this. Right. Because emotions, feelings are energy. And that's, in essence, what we all are. I mean, this is just a suit. We are spirit, our energy, our soul. That's what's inside of us. Energy, it doesn't disappear. So if you're angry, if you're upset, if you've been through a trauma, if there's something missing, if there's hurt, that doesn't disappear if you don't deal with it. You might try to repress it and act like nothing's going on or do something else to act out on that feeling, but it's not helping you. That's why you get more angry because then now you have the regret because you made the mistake, you took an action, now you have a scar. If it's something else that you did, well, those are the repercussions. I noticed that you do fitness. Since energy can't disappear, we're gonna have moments in our lives that we feel like this, that we feel like we're depressed, we're angry, things are not going out the way we want. But if we act out or we're impulsive in a way that's negative, it's gonna hurt you, not gonna help you. But if you take that energy, whatever that anger it is, letting it go in a healthy way, then it's what Larnie does, it empowers you. Talk to me a little bit about the fitness and then we'll go back to your story. I I love it and I want, it's so unique and I want girls and youth to see that because there's only a few roles. There's a million things that you can do nowadays. It doesn't, you don't have to fit in a box. I think that's, that's part of the Asian rebellious in me that like I broke out of this mold because fitness um, was a double-edged sword. It was like, I knew how strong I was physically back in the day, but then you know, I would see all these like these fitness magazines with the slender women and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just for me, that's not who I was. So when it came to fitness, I loved lifting heavy weights i I, i've always i've always it was like a challenge for me and i wanted to see what my body was capable of and when i got introduced to 
um, like a powerlifting or big weight gym, I was like, wow, this, this is awesome. Like, this is something that I can do. And the guy that I was dating at the time who like said, Hey, Larnie, come lift weights with me. He kind of got upset at me because I was lifting more than him. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> he was, he like, he's like, you know, maybe you should lay off the five plates on each side because you know, that's more than what I can do. Oh my and God. I was like, okay. So like that mental anguish of when I was back in, in my teenage years. And then when I'm in like my twenties, I have some dude telling me like, what I can't do or what I shouldn't do because that's not what women do. I'm like, ugh, you know, it's like your confidence goes on this roller coaster ride and it gets influenced by the people around you. Yes. And he, he influenced me and my roller coaster took a dive. And before you continue, please listen to this because this happens to us every single day. Mm -hmm. every single day so you see someone tells you something and so because someone doesn't approve of you and like Larni said why did he say this because she was lifting more weights than him and these same rules that are put for women and mm -hmm. I don't want to get too much into politics but they were put for women basically yes to keep us in our place so that men could make more money and keep a position yes. so, so girls pay attention because sometimes we're told things and we feel bad about ourselves we think that there's something wrong with us when there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with us exactly exactly and it took me another ride down my roller coaster to know that I'm sorry that, you know, this, I'm actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm stronger than you. I know I'm stronger than you. Mm -hmm. So when I took my roller coaster dive down and I had to build myself back up, I really had to build myself back up. So I always knew that fitness was something that let me take out my energy. You know, like when mm -hmm. I was cutting back in the day, my parents got me into playing tennis going to do something, even though like I couldn't play sports in school because I wasn't allowed, but at least I was able to go and play tennis with my mom, play tennis with my dad, you know, some kind of energy like that. And that's how I knew like athletics movement was something that was deep down part of me, like what made me who I was. So when I'm, when, when I'm going and building myself back up in my mid twenties, I had this level of confidence that it was very superficial at that point. You know, it was more like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to rebel, blah, blah, blah. But now it, it took another bad relationship and a terrible, like this bad relationship. These bad relationships are such lessons for who we are. And, you know, yes, it was a bad relationship, but it took another relationship for somebody to tell me what I shouldn't be to really solidify who I was born. One of the most important things that we have as people is relationships. Relationships are like mirrors. So when we see people and we interact with them, we're reflecting things, thoughts and ideas back to ourselves. But basically what we're getting thrown back is a reflection of us. Mm -hmm. And yes. this is how we are getting to know ourselves. So when someone says to you, Hey, you, this and this and this, Sometimes we're not even aware of these things, whether it's true or not, but it, it makes us pause for a second and reflect on us. 
Now, what most of us do, of course, is we reject it because, of course, who likes to be criticized? You know what I mean? It takes a while to develop that growth mentality. But what we need to do is like what Larnie thought. Okay, well, does this criticism benefit me? And I love how you said that, that growth mentality. It took a long time um, to, to understand that and who I was. And that was in my 30s because... Um, I was in a place where, again, I was in that down spiral, that roller coaster ride of life, and I, I was searching. I was seeking someone to find me happiness. It, it wasn't an inner happiness. It was like, let me just take these puzzle pieces and, oh, that's love, that's happiness, that's confidence. And it wasn't my true self. Because it can't be your true self. Because like you said, it's coming from out there. So let's say we're lonely or we don't feel love. So we, we go in a relationship. And then it's great because we feel, once again, we're being reflected that love back to us. But then what happens when we break up? Then we're even more depressed. Yeah. And it's like you said, it takes a while. And this is what I tell kids. I know it's, it's really difficult, but we have to find it in ourselves. And even our parents sometimes even the best parents in the world and don't feel bad. Like when you think, you know, well, my parent loves me, but I'm still feeling like this. I still don't have that. It's because you know what, even they are in a learning process. So you know, they're doing the best that they can where they're at. So yes. it's not being mad at our parents. It's just understanding that's, that's where they're at too. And finding a way of yourself of meeting that need. Yes. So what happened with this uh, relationship? So this, I mean, this gentleman, um, as much as I, in my mind, I hated him, but I really want to thank him. Right. I want to thank him for showing me a different side of what I wanted in a relationship, I guess. Exactly. Uh, and, not, and not just like a romantic relationship, but that relationship with myself. Because I said yes to him a lot more than I should. I needed to practice my no a lot more than my yeah. Yeah, let's pause here for a second because relationships is also important and we do that a lot. We say, oh, someone crossed my boundaries, but we're the one allowing them because right there, if, if someone asks you to do something, why do we say yes when we really don't want to? Yes. Because we're afraid and, and you cannot be afraid. And then this is why we sometimes then feel better ourselves. So then the relationship ends and we're so upset. And I want to say that the truth is sometimes we're not that upset or hurt of the love that we lost. We're more upset that we sacrificed little pieces of ourselves that we knew it. We knew we shouldn't have done that. Like if, if you don't want to sleep with a boy and he's asking you to sleep with him, don't sleep with him because then when you break up, you're going to feel bad. You're going to think you feel bad about the breakup and it's not the breakup you feel bad about it's that you you stopped loving yourself and you did you put them as more important than you and now you don't have them and you hurt yourself and now you're mad at yourself and so we confuse our feelings and a lot of the anger comes from that yes yeah. the operative word there is let i let him cross my boundary i let him treat me that way I let him manipulate me when I, I, myself, true to myself, owning myself, could say, that's not for me, no thanks. You know, it, it's a learning curve. It's that little voice, right? Let's talk about one of these instances. He asked you to do something you didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing that came to your mind? In my mind was like, oh, no. 
That's, that's not, that's not what I want to do. Okay. And then what happened afterwards? I, I, yeah, I started, well, you know, Uh, if I don't do it, then he's not going to like me. Then I'm going to be alone. Then he's not going to like love me or he's not going to like hang out with me, you know, then it's like that fear of being by myself really just messed up my brain because then it's like, I could be alone. I have no problem being alone. Now, back then I was just like, well, you know, I'm here in a new, I'm in in a new place. I don't know anybody. I don't have a, I don't have a good support system and I don't have many friends, you know, like all those questionable things. And he just happened to plop at the right time. Mm -hmm. My heart was needing, was seeking. It was, it was not, seeking inside me it was not needing inside me it was seeking and needing what was out there so yeah so it's intuition um and we we all have it and it's our it's our internal compass okay it's like the virus software protection installed in our computer it's like hey a little alert your computer might be compromised hey not open this app and what do we do when it's our computer, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't open that email. Oh, it's not safe. But when it's ourselves, we're taught to ignore it. Exactly. So it, it. And we have that little voice. And you know that it's scientific. So the first five seconds of thought that you have, that's your intuition. Mm-hmm. After that, it's us second guessing ourselves and convincing ourselves of that because we're so used to other people trying to convince us that we're wrong we've become accustomed to doing it to ourselves and it's already so the first five seconds that's your real feeling after that it's just you trying to convince yourself otherwise it's like you're selling your you're selling your soul like oh my gosh okay do i do i not oh my god what to do i mean but yeah i totally that first few seconds yeah it's it's hard to trust it if you don't trust yourself exactly it's hard to trust it when you don't own who you are yet and yes it took me until my 30s to fully own who I am, but that's okay. That I mean, I, I live and learn. That's like what you said, like relationships are there for learning. And, you know, it's part of our lives and relationships, romantic relationships, you know, um, professional relationships, like all these relationships are built so we can start building our foundation. You know, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. I want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. That's the purpose. That's like the purpose of life is to give you these lessons so you build upon yourself. And it, it may take a while for a few people, but that's okay. I mean, that's kind of where I, I like when, with fitness and powerlifting for me, I've been wanting to compete in some kind of event since 1999. And, and it took me until 2019 to, to say, you know what, I'm going to do it now. What stopped you? My parents. Um, I wasn't allowed to play sports. I wasn't allowed to either. Um, was it a religion or just, it's just like a, It was just like um, like a protective cultural thing. Um, Asian women really didn't play sports. You know, we were supposed to be academic. We're supposed to come home. We're supposed to, we're supposed to do everything that we're supposed to do. And, um, you know, that's what stopped me from doing any athletics and one time my dad I actually was trying out for the dance team and I didn't tell my dad 
and he came to the school and pulled me out of that tryout. Oh my goodness, I've had a similar experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, you know, I've never met anyone who had that. And that is, I have to say, I was uh, 14 when something like that happened to me in front of an entire hallway. And it's very traumatic for a teen. It is. Um, it is very traumatic. So how did you handle that? How did you handle that? Like, oh, what happened? That, um, the, that was embarrassing for me as a teenager to have my dad come and, you know, tell me to come pick me up and like, Hey, you are not supposed to do that. I don't want you shaking your butt in front of everybody. Um, and how I dealt with it was regression. You know, I didn't want to be who I was anymore because I was, you know, like I'm, I'm respecting my dad's wishes. And I was like, I didn't want to do anything anymore. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to sit back and just, coast and you know whatever he told me was you know was bible was what i needed to do exactly. so for a long time yeah, so i followed I, my dad was like you're gonna do this and i did it you're gonna do this and i did it you're gonna do this and i did it so, so that's when were that's you fine. able to become independent um i'm gonna say probably when i was like 29 28 29 because i i also i was i was 26 so it's like that age where um, I was like, you know what, screw this. And I really, like my dad, as much as I love my dad, you know, we, we butted heads all the time and I love him to death. Um, I just had to do my own thing because you know what, I, I was feeling that anger and depression again when I was younger around that time. And I really, I had to, you know, like get out of it. Um, I pushed myself out by moving to another state. I, I, you know, I went to grad school, met this, this gentleman and that turning point with him was the big clicker. It was just like page turn real quick. It wasn't like a slow turn. It was like, boom, I went to, I got back here and I went to therapy for a year and I, everyone's like, Oh my God, you went to therapy. I'm like, hell yeah. I went to therapy. Yes. I needed it. Yes. Because it was showing up in my work. It was showing up in like people around me, like they didn't want to be around me because I was giving off that negative Because it's vibration, it's energy. I love when people think that they're hiding their problems and oh, nobody knows because they're not saying it, but you feel it because it, it's energy and you have to deal with it. And when you went through that, how was it? You were embarrassed when you were dancing, you were pulled out. What happened back then? Because teens are so afraid of things like that. Uh, teens get bullied and humiliated. And I wanted to understand that, yes, yeah, so it happens. Move on. What was your experience and what advice would you give them if they have an embarrassing experience like that? Honestly, if I could do that over again, I would own it. I would voice that, hey, you know what? My dad, that's, my dad wouldn't let me. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, that's just how my family is. Exactly. And instead of hiding it, and I know that there are some other situations in the background that people don't want to talk about, um, especially young kids. They don't want to talk about their background because of that fear of bullying or judgment. It, it, it's really, when that happens to me, it regressed me into being more an introvert. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. But if I were to do it like, over again, 
I would just own up to it and just be like, yeah, my dad didn't want me to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's really, there was nothing, there's no like frou-frou about it. That's exactly what it was. No, and that's and, fantastic. That's fantastic because that's exactly what I want them to hear. It, that is out of your control. Uh, someone picking on you is out of your control. It happens, so it happens. Big deal. The you know a lot of times we get treated the way that well, from like you said your energy like you were saying I was giving off this vibe and some people were staying away um, so it's it's exactly it starts with you if you feel bad about it if you keep on being embarrassed about it and every time you walk into school all you think is oh my god you know you know I that person broke up with me everybody knows. People are going to treat you with that, like that. If you act like, oh, yeah, so what? He broke up with me. And it happened. Big deal. If you don't care, they won't care. Yeah. And it's really the, like, learn, learn from it and grow from it. And don't let it anchor you down to that feeling. You know, when it happens, that feeling. Don't let that feeling anchor you down where you can't move forward. Exactly. Or you can't. You can't take those stuff because that anchor, that that shackle that you have from that experience is preventing you from moving forward. Yeah. And it takes, I mean, it takes a really long time to, I mean, when I grew up, we didn't have mental, like, health nurses. Exactly. We didn't have personal development or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> so we, we learned it the hard way, and, you know, we had to, like, do it. Yeah. We had to go. We didn't have the, the internet either. We couldn't, no. oh my God, feel a certain way and ask, why am I feeling depressed? What do I do if my boyfriend is cheating on me? We, we couldn't do any of that. I mean, no. so, you know what it is? Our brain is primarily negative. We have the negative bias. And it's because, you know, we're dealing with a prehistoric brain. You yeah. know, we might be 10, 20, 30, 40, or 50, but this, this thing is thousands of years old. Yes. Okay. And what it's there for is to protect you, to protect you and to save energy. So it sees everything as a threat. It would be so happy if you sat in your sofa all day and did nothing and just ate. Okay. It's a perfect, no danger. <laughs> no danger, rest and food. We're good. So your brain doesn't care if you're happy or not. Okay. It only wants to keep you alive. <laughs> okay. And it, you know what? It takes a long time. It really does. Like I, I'm going to be 45 this year and I'm, I feel I'm being the happiest I've ever been. I am living the happiest I've ever been. It's not, it's not all, you know, smooth, oh, but it's, um, the, the, the challenges, this is going to sound kind of interesting. The challenges are a lot more fun. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, because it's it's the way we're looking at them. So so the world that we live in really is the story that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so basically if, if someone, so you gave a guy your phone number and he doesn't call you back and you think, oh man, I knew it, I knew it. I'm just, nobody likes me. I'm so oh. lucky. Or you could think, you know what? He probably lost my number. Or you know what? If he didn't like me and want to call me, maybe he's not the right one for me. Yes. Same thing happens. It's the story we tell ourselves. And what do you, what happens when you tell yourself something? You put it into the universe, exactly. and then the universe will answer. 
Yeah, and we probably give you what you were talking about. Well, you see, this is the thing. Our brain, we really are computers. Our brain is like a computer. So, like, when you Google something, what you write is what you're going to get. Google's not going to go, oh, no, I don't think she means that. I think she means this. No, it's going to be literal. Yes. Our brain is literal. So if in the background you're telling yourself, I'm a loser, nobody likes me, I'm a loser, nobody likes me, and then you go to school and you pretend like you're all that with your superficial friends, and then someone doesn't like you, you just reinforced it because of what you're saying in the background. Yes. But we think, oh, no, we're pretending. We treat ourselves bad when we're in our bedrooms by ourselves, and then we go out to the world and we pretend that, we're great and we pretend that we're confident, everything's okay, and then we don't understand why we're not getting what we want, but behind closed doors, we're always saying we're not good enough. I knew it. You have to believe in yourself 100%, because what you put out in your social medias is not the realistic thing behind closed doors, behind what your likes are, behind your hearts, your blah, blah, you know, like all that social media stuff. Like I, I always think um, comparison is the thief of joy. I, I heard that. I can't remember who who quoted that, but I can't either. It is it is so so important to know that when you're comparing yourself to another person, remember that person is that person. You can't you are original compared to that other person. So you can't comparing is not going to be a healthy way to live your life because then what is what is going to happen you're going to compare yourself to the next person and then it goes on and it's like this unhealthy cycle that it's like that the 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 wheel that just keeps turning exactly you know you're going to have to get off this wheel rat race it's a yeah. rat race we're comparison creatures and in a way uh, the brain does this because we have to understand hierarchies. We have to see, we have to compare ourselves to see where we stand in yes. a society, in a culture. This has been going on for a long time. But what happens now is that with social media and with these, these apps and everything, we're comparing ourselves constantly to the progress of others. But this is the thing. We weren't born in the same area. We weren't born with the same parents. We weren't born with the same financial background, with the same culture. So where they're at is, is, is okay for what they have. Yeah. Yes. You're, and it, just, it makes you more depressed to compare. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, and it's so difficult and I so understand. And imagine, you, okay, because you and I are similar in age. Imagine how hard teenage years was for us, right? Imagine <laughs> now, imagine now having an app 24-7 reminding you, reminding you that you don't have this, that you don't have that, that you can't do this, that you can't do that. Okay, that you're not with this person. Oh my God. Yes. You just heard another entrepreneur living the dream on the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. Stay tuned to see who's next. Are you meant to stand out instead of blending in? Want to learn leadership skills or become an entrepreneur? Then head over to www.thnnetwork.org and check out our courses to see which one is right for you. We will see you in the next episode. And remember, this is your life. You are the creator. Make it your masterpiece. Hey!